This is The Shorts, and you're listening to The Dirtbag Diaries, a duct tape and beer production, with support from New Belgium Brewing, Kuat Racks, and Patagonia. Three months ago, I'm not sure that I would have considered myself a patriot. I was grateful for my freedoms, but very mindful of my country's faults. My appreciation for constitutional rights had been sullied by what I saw as a blind superiority complex, even xenophobia among many of my fellow Americans. I struggled to separate gratefulness for my democratic republic from the narrow-minded arrogance that I saw spewed across social media and newscasts. Mentally, I had very distinctly separated my nation, the government, states, and people from my country, the mountains, deserts, plains, and oceans that took my breath away. Maybe I had taken my privileges for granted, but I couldn't tell you the last time my heart had swelled with love or pride for my nation. Then I drove into Zion National Park. My boyfriend Brendan and I had been road-tripping our way south and west across Utah, paying homage to the sandstone monuments that dotted the map along the way. I soaked in the views, hoping to burn the inky sunset profiles around Moab and Monument Valley deep into my memory. But driving through Navajo land was a reminder of the less-than-squeaky past of my United States. There was no question that I loved the country, but the shame of how the natives had been treated checked any sense of glowing pride that I could experience about my nation. As we rolled through Kanab, Utah, afternoon sunlight streaming in through the van windows, Brendan shifted in the driver's seat. He glanced sidelong at me, gauging my stoke level for what would be my first visit to a place that he practically considered holy. He had carefully timed our drive so that we would enter Zion National Park, through the Zion Mount Carmel Tunnel at the golden hour. I was craning my neck for a better view of the sculpted mesas when I realized that the road ahead of us was just about to disappear into an arching hole in the sandstone. I smiled over to Brendan, trying to assure him that the park that he thought was so awesome was probably objectively awesome, and I'm sure that I would love it too. At that moment, I had no idea that the tunnel ahead of us, originally opened in 1930, was 1.1 miles long. There are no artificial lights in this tunnel. I straightened in my seat, suddenly very aware of how short-sighted the van's headlights were as we motored through the darkness, losing elevation. After a few seconds, a bit of light appeared in the distance ahead of us. I assumed it was the end of the tunnel and thought, well, that's cool. A tunnel through a mountain into a national park? But as the light grew closer, Brendan slowed the van, waiting for my reaction. It wasn't the end of the tunnel at all. It was instead a giant window, a vaulted gap in the rock, a balcony looking onto an opposing cliff wall, radiating orange sunset just 20 feet away across a gorge. The van had slowed as we passed, but my view had still been mostly a blur. I gasped and Brendan laughed, almost batty, as he stepped on the gas again, propelling us through the empty black tunnel, slowing just as another burst of light appeared. Another window, 
This time, the sheer face of the East Temple was a bit farther away, and I began to grasp its immensity. That glowing cliff face across from the window was more than a thousand feet tall, rising higher than the Chrysler building. Designed for light, ventilation, and a place for loose rock to be dumped from the tunnel, the windows originally had a practical application. But I wondered about the highway engineer, who during the onset of the Depression, originally dreamed up that fantastic window carved through 20 feet of rock onto an otherworldly view. I wondered, could he or she ever have imagined that in 2013, that window would open a fresh and grateful perspective for a 30-year-old woman who had taken her nation for granted? We picked up speed again, only to slow each time we cruised by four more windows in the tunnel wall, the view growing more gargantuan with each one. After four magical minutes, the light at the end of the tunnel actually was the end of the tunnel, and we burst into radiant sunset 800 feet above the floor of Zion Canyon. I was so stunned that it didn't even occur to me to try to snap a photo as we wound down the switchbacks. I leaned in far over the dash, the view too mammoth to take in all at once. There was something about passing from that bright desert afternoon into the dark heart of the mountain, and then emerging into a brilliant and heavenly new landscape that wrapped me up so tightly in the moment. Everything else seemed to blur away. Over the course of the next week, we slept and dreamed below those giant walls. We scrambled to the top of Angel's Landing, traced our way up and down the blue-green Virgin Riverbed, and cooked dinner at the mouth of the Narrows. I was overwhelmed by the natural beauty. But even more than that, I was so thankful that it had been preserved all those years for me to see. The funny thing about Zion is that part of the wonder of the place is how it's presented via the hand of human engineering. The tunnel from the east, connecting it to the Grand Canyon, the mostly paved trail to the observation point for the view of a lifetime back down the canyon, the sidewalk that runs almost to the top of Angel's Landing with its Hitchcockian curves literally carved out of the mountain. I love that by tracing those man-made paths, I get to share a perspective with the people who were originally overwhelmed with the place's beauty more than a hundred years ago. Someone was so stoked when they stood on top of Angel's Landing that he or she spearheaded the construction and demolition that it took to cut the path into the rock cliffs to make it accessible for the average American. Someone thought, this is inherently valuable, so valuable everyone should be able to access it. I'm not sure what patriotism should look like in my generation. Is it defending our interests abroad? Standing up for human rights on our own soil? Protecting our borders? Government does a lot of things. Some argue too much, some too little. Often, I'm not sure which. But I am thankful that my nation preserves and promotes places like Zion. The canyon certainly isn't in perfect prehistoric shape. But somewhere along the line, someone appreciated its beauty and protected it so that it could be shared. Experiencing the magic of our national parks makes me feel that my fellow country folk, politics aside, still understand and appreciate beauty. 
there's something in all of us that stirs when we stand before something so magnificent. And that makes me proud. My name is Hillary Oliver, and this is my short. Hillary writes, climbs, and bikes from the road. She was so stoked on the view from Angel's Landing and the breakfast sandwiches from Deep Creek Coffee that she took her sister to Zion a few months later. Music today by Knights, Brights, Colors, Woodrow Gerber, The Walfo Tangle, and TV on the Radio, all courtesy of Mevio's Music Alley. You can find links to the artists at our website, dirtbagdiaries.com, where you can also buy a t-shirt or hit our pledge button. Big thanks to all of you who have pledged to keep the diaries growing. In our office, we often talk about the burrito scale, basically the world divided into burritos. How much does this cost? Two burritos? Three burritos? Our donations levels start at $5, so there's a right donation level for everybody. The diaries wouldn't be possible without New Belgium Brewing, who encourages you to follow your folly. Their clips, beer, and film tour is in full swing, Find out if it's coming to your town or a town near you at newbelgium.com. With aluminum construction and sleek design, Kuat Racks is designing bike racks for you, their fellow riders in mind, and they're supporting the diaries. Thanks, Kuat. Check them out online at kuatracks.com. The diaries would not be possible without the good people at Patagonia. I'm Fitz Cahal, and you've been listening to the Dirtbag Diaries. Diaries.